to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the EST, the podcast for established church leaders by established church leaders. My name is Josh and that's Sam. Sam, how's your day? Well, I'm at the beach. Are you like literally sitting at it or in a beach house or something? Um, well, I'm on vacation Mm -hmm. and, you know, as a Floridian, what do I do on vacation? I go to the beach. Go to the beach. Yeah. No, it's just hanging out with my family. Figured I would, uh jump in with you a little bit and yeah. do this podcast thing but other than that yeah i'm just in, i'm enjoying a relaxing day on the beach i don't know that that's just a floridian thing i think that's what florida coast coast are for everybody <laughs> yeah. i mean yes. we went um most of our church is going down there i'm going to kayak tomorrow I'm really excited about that buffalo national river it's gonna be good First i like kayaking there. we've we've got kayaks mm-hmm. um we have a little yeah. pond even in our backyard and Kids will yeah. get out there and kayak in them, and all of the tributaries, estuaries. You know, we mm-hmm. we do that. We do that in Florida. I really like stuff. to paddleboard. That's my favorite thing. Really? Yeah. That's 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 a popular thing. I haven't yet done it, but it does look kind of like something people would do. Well, because you know, you you have a better perspective. You're standing up, so you can see down into the water a little better. Oh, that's true. So, um, speaking of that's what people seem to do, um, I see most of that on social media. So, let's talk about social media (laughs) after you tell us about our sponsor. Yeah, Josh, the king of, uh, Josh, king of segues is what I'm going (laughs) to, is what I'm going to call you. Yeah. uh, Certainly want to talk about church initiative, uh, creators of divorce care, grief share, uh, and just, you know. Listeners, you need – if you've been with us, you've probably checked them out. Um, but if you haven't, it's time. They have made it as simple and as easy as possible for churches to offer grief or divorce recovery ministry. All that, and if, Even if you're like, hey, we're a smaller church, all you need is one volunteer. That's it. A lay leader in the church, they can uh, – you know, Church Initiative works with them. Uh, they can – you know, Church Initiative does the work for you. Um, so, you're freed up for other areas of ministry. Um, their coaches are great. They offer a ministry launch plan that is customized for your church. And then what they do is they provide step-by-step support, um, including helping your lay leader, lay leader build a ministry team. And these coaches are always available. They're always there. They offer um, answers for questions. They offer encouragement. And the coaching is free. That's what makes Church Initiative different. Most of the time you buy a course and you're on your own, but not with Church Initiative. This is unparalleled ministry support that they offer. And uh, pastors seem to love these programs. Um, I know we've spoken to that. Uh, So, go get their Divorce Care and Grief Share Quick Start Guides. Where do you get them? Divorcecare.org slash start slash EST or griefshare.org slash start slash EST. Um, go check them out and, uh, you know, pick up a, pick up a program, call them, email them, contact them. Uh, great people. They will take care of you. Love that they sponsor the show. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And, um, I was just looking, I was trying to see if they have a, um, a Twitter account. I can't find it. 
just to, so we can, you know, again, segue to social media. Um, but we'll find that later and share it out on our, on our personal Twitter, which is at EST church. That's our, our, um, our show's Twitter. Uh, so we're going to talk about social media, which is interesting because, you know, when you and I logged in this morning, this is your topic. You were thinking, Hey, let's talk about how deep we should get into social media, which is ironic because this morning I actually deleted the Facebook and Twitter, um, apps from my phone. I disabled Marco Polo, um, just kind of backed out of everything. And so it's an interesting time to kind of talk about how deep we should go into social media. Now, what before, inspired this for you? And you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're the big three. Um, sure. but before we jump into those, Marco Polo, um, mm-hmm. I like Marco Polo. I have like one or two friends that will go back and forth. And then my wife, did you, were you getting right. a lot of Marco Polo messages? Yeah, I'm in, um, well, I was in a group of, um, several pastors it started when all of this stuff started um the uh covid stuff there was a group of like 30 pastors in one group and that just went crazy and then there was another group that also formed and um then there's like four or five other groups that formed out of that so um i was in several different groups and conversations and they kind of all ended up i don't know circling around different topics or different interests or you know regions and so uh, yeah, there was a lot of that. But yeah, I, I ain't got time of, for that. Uh, you you got to get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious, like, what's wrong with Marco Polo? It's just like my my wife and my two buddies. But if you're in all those groups, yeah, whew, that would be. Man, if I walk away for, let's say, an hour, I walk away for an hour, there will be 80 videos that I haven't seen. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. That's how deep should you go in social media? Well, let me tell you, that's too, too that's too deep right there. <laughs> so, what inspired this? What made you think, let's talk social media? Well, uh, it's something I've been doing social media for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I started on Twitter, actually Facebook and Twitter, probably Facebook first if I remember right, probably Facebook back in 06, Twitter mm-hmm. 07, 08. You know, so I was a, maybe an early adopter uh, for a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, I've tried all – I haven't quite tried TikTok, but, you know, anytime something new rolls out, I'll, I'll you know, give it a whirl. Give it a shot and, you know, you know uh, Peach, when that came out, I tried that and uh, Marco Polo. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of different kinds. I actually enjoy the, the, the foundational premise of social media. Um, it gets sure. hijacked and used for all sorts of nefarious purposes, but just the idea that we can be connected quickly is, uh, is fun. I think there's a, a mm. big fun factor to it. There is an addictive factor, which is dangerous and we can talk about that, but that's why I'm involved. Um, it's a cultural experience that in and of itself is neutral. Um, it's social media in and of itself is not evil, but it can be used for evil purposes. Um, you know, I, I, man, I even love Google plus back in the day. I kind of miss Google plus. There was a lot of things. That, I did. I like that. Yeah. I know you were, features. you were big into it. Um, mm-hmm. and then they took it away. Google does that. They roll something out. You love it and, and then, then they, they take, take it away. away. All right. Um, so do you have any, and I, I imagine this would be platform specific. Do you have any pet peeves, social media pet peeves? Oh yeah, of course. Um, I'd few. say my two biggest pet peeves on social media. The first one is using your kids as props. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll post some things about my kids. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm careful not to use their names. You, you know, you mm-hmm. never want to really tie a child's name to their picture online. Mm-hmm. You want to be very careful about 
where the pictures are taken because they have locations built into them. Um, so mm-hmm. just realize that listeners that if you're taking a picture of your child at home and you're using their name and you're not turning off a location on your phone, that it that can, can yeah. that can be a very bad thing. Um, so there's some caution there, but I would say, I mean, nothing wrong with, you know, every now and then, you know, your kids do something cute or funny. Well, put it out there. In fact, I'll ask now that my girls are getting older, I'll ask them, hey, do you mind if I put this out on Facebook? And they'll be, oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I get a lot of likes. Um, mm, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's fun for yeah, the family. But I don't like what, what the pet peeve is, is people who use their children as platform builders. Um, yeah. That's a huge pet peeve. And I guess the other pet peeve are are people who get out of their lane. So, I am not a political commentator. I don't need to be a political commentator. Um, nobody really should want me to do that. I have some views. <laughs> I have some specific sure. things that I'm hoping for my politicians to do or not do. But I'm not going to use social media to to do that. So, it's, it's people who don't even understand their lane. And then, of course, you've got the mm-hmm. platform builders, but a lot of people would lump me into that. So, maybe, maybe I'm somebody else's pet peeve. <laughs> I'm sure I am somebody else's pet peeve. I think my biggest <laughs> – so, Facebook doesn't get on my nerves – that bad. And I understand that it's, of course, it's very like um, people share their political views and it, it's it's a cesspool. I get that. It's it's just not that bad um, for me. It doesn't bother me that much. But I don't really scroll a lot. So, it's I post what I post. I interact with those who I interact with. I use it primarily for church um, reasons. Um, communicating with membership, which is still is the easiest way to do that. However, um, they don't really go now twitter just has a it's both my favorite and my biggest pet peeves i like twitter because somehow along the way it's where i connected to the most uh peers more pastor friends are all on twitter talking about the things that um you know i want to talk about in a peer or a professional sense at the same time there's this thing that people do uh, tweet quoting drives me insane and the idea <laughs> tell, is that tell us about this now. Yes, now some of our listeners may not, may not be familiar with, but tweet quoting. I, I I know that this is a pet peeve of yours, so I want you to. I want to hear you explain it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So what you do is, let's say you say something I don't agree with. Instead of you know commenting, which is easy, I just press the comment button and I say, Sam, I don't agree with your point of view. I would quote it. I, I, I take it, I quote it, and then I say, Sam's an idiot. I don't agree with his point of view. And so the idea is I take what you said, and then I run over to my little coward goons over here in the corner, and then I broadcast it over here because I know this little um, inbred cesspool that I'm socializing with over here will all not like you either. And so we all jump on you over there just for the fun of it. A lot of times they don't even follow you. You have them blocked or something. So, you don't even know this is going on until there's certain little triggers that will happen. Like you'll see you have an extra quote, but you don't see it. That's somebody you have blocked is over there tweet quoting you. So, it's really a, it's obnoxious. It's, uh, it's childish. So Now, how, engage, how engaged should we be with church members on social media? So, obviously, a lot of our listeners are mm-hmm. pastors or church leaders Clearly, you're going to be connected to a chunk of your church members, if not the majority of your church members on social media. So, Mm -hmm. how deep do you go in their lives on social media? 
Man, I don't know, because I think the question has two sides of it. The The idea of how engaged in their lives are you, I think it's just better for your own psyche not to do a lot of that because, you know, they'll say, oh, we can't really be at church right now. We're real worried about COVID. Um, but then, you know, on Saturday, they post a bunch of pictures at baseball practice or baseball games. Um, so, you know, you just want to, I don't know, you just, I think it's better just not to um, just kind of stray away from those things i'm a big fan of muting or unfollowing um you can still be like to where they can follow you or they can commit communicate to you but just kind of unfollow them if what they're posting is getting on your nerves but it's not to a level of sin the other side of it i think is you know what if they're posting things that are harmful or detrimental or they represent the church in a negative light and i mean literally represent so they're saying my church would never agree with your stance, you know, and they get into some sort of like fight on your community Facebook page. Um, that, that I struggle with. I don't know whether or not to step into that or not. If they evoke the name of the church, I definitely step in. If they're not, and they're just being kind of their view, heavy handed one way or the other, then I just let it go. I think most people see that for what it is. Yeah. What about yeah, you? Do I'll you get all engaged, liking everything and it, it, good job? I will engage depending on the issue. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on occasion, I will offer correction online. Uh, many times, uh, more times than not, I lean into encouragement. So mm-hmm. if you right. have, uh, if you if you engage a lot on social media, you, you need to be like ninety nine percent encouragement and one percent correction. Um, and then there's times as a pastor that yeah, uh, even with a church member or somebody connected to our church. Or somebody from the community, I, I will engage in a corrective sort of measure, always graciously, of course. But the vast majority of what I try to do online is positive, encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people can say that, you know, that's fake. You know, the, the whole Instagram thing where your life looks so perfect all the time. I get that. But I, here's the, I know that about Instagram. I know that all these, you know, that picture that you posted from your vacation, the kids were probably screaming at each other three minutes prior to it being taken and you were probably yelling at them. Mm-hmm. And I know that. I've, I've got four mm-hmm. kids. I've got four young kids. But mm-hmm. I still enjoy seeing that picture. And I'm like, oh, I love that family. Right? So, yeah. we know it's all a bit fake. That no one's, I guess, I guess some people pretend. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as long as you know that about Instagram and you know that about Facebook and you know that about Twitter – um, then yeah, but that's why I try to put a better, I, I try to put the best put forward on social media. Yeah. I mean, I don't want my, the, the inner workings of my soul and all the negativity that I feel or, uh, my, the arguments that I have with my wife, that does not need to go online. No, uh, so it does need to be more positive than negative. And maybe that's a little fake. Okay. Fair enough. But at least we all know that that's what it is. And if you're a pastor, um, please, yeah, 99% positive, 99% encouraging, 1% corrective. Uh, you get that askew, you get those percentages out of line, and man, you can come across like a jerk online. I actually like um, from the perspective of, you know, how people are like, oh, this is so fake. Of course, their church isn't that perfect all the time. Of course, that vacation isn't quite that nice. Um, I, I just see it. I just don't, I just don't really care if it's perfect or not. All I'm really looking at is when I'm scrolling through and I'll see somebody post this really cool, uh, you know, stage set where they're preaching or something like that. I usually just kind of think, oh, that's cool. Um, I like the way they did the lights 
and I'm going to file that away. And I may, I mean, I can't tell you how many times on staff here I'm like, hey, did y'all see uh, such and such church? They shared this picture, and I really, I thought their, um, I thought their logo was really cool. You, you know, you just say West Bradenton, please. Yeah, yeah, I of mean. course, West Bradenton. Uh, everything they share is amazing. So <laughs> I'm just like, that's cool. And then like, I follow a lot of accounts, especially on Instagram, of places I really enjoy. So the natural, the 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 accounts around Arkansas that share, um, here's a cool river shot, or here's a place where you can hike to a waterfall. Um, Austin, anything out of Austin, Texas, I follow. So those are just things that I really enjoy, and I just kind of file them away as if it's a church. This is a cool idea I want to do later. If it's a spot on a map, that's a cool place I want to go later. So in both settings, I'm just kind of like observing in um, like filing this stuff away, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. In fact, I do the same thing in Florida. I, I follow businesses, um, you know, Chamber of Commerce, all of mm-hmm. the uh, Instagram, Facebook pages that kind of put the best out of Florida. Um, yeah. Many, many different organizations. And guess what? They're all posting real pretty pictures. Nobody posts like, you know, yeah. just the nasty rainy day. Of course, we don't really have nasty rainy days here in Florida. We, we get rain. But nobody posts like the ugly pictures. You, you, you only post the good ones. And yeah, I try to promote the things that I enjoy about my community. And I am unashamed in the promotion of the place that I love. And I would encourage you pastors, yeah, follow all those businesses that you love. And then, you know, when they do it right and they get it right and you have a great time or you you, that burger was just really, really good today, man, post that on social media and prop up your own community. Um, Nothing wrong with that at all. That's you just being an encouraging presence for for not only your church but for your community and then back to this point about you know kind of putting the best out there and being mm. fake listen we've always done this we didn't have social media 50 years ago but we had yearbooks we had on you know we had directories mm. you know you have these um you know scrapbooks that you put together i mean all of these things nobody put the ugly pictures in that stuff right um nobody put the you know, you know, just the wow, that was a wretched time. Um, in the I mean, life, they of tried it. not to, yeah, well, really yeah. upset I'm, when it did happen, you know. I'm just saying, we've always yeah. done this in mm-hmm. a way. Um, it's a little different with social media, and the power of social media is much greater than you know, a directory or what have you. Sure. But we've always put the best pictures out there, we've always put the best stories out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I just don't think social media is the place, the venue, or the way for you to share negativity. Um, I, I think that it's uh, very dangerous and unhelpful in most yeah. cases for you to be sharing negativity online. So, but we acknowledge, of course, that there's a lot of negativity on social media. And so, oh, yeah, it's full of it. It's it's terrible. I get on Twitter sometimes and, you know, I'm our tribe is Baptist and, you know, I look at mm-hmm. some of the Baptist stuff and I'm just like, man, I don't, I'm going to go be like Anglican or something because mm-hmm. I don't, you know... But I don't even know that Ang- – I don't know much about Anglican. That's why I said that. And that's, that's not true. That's not going to happen. But yeah. And I, I just but pulled I something out of a hat. But, yeah, man, I just – you're just like, this is icky and wrong. And, yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I think you just need to be sensitive to the reality of your own heart. And if you find yourself in a spot – and you've got to be intentional about this. You won't – unless you're asking yourself, is this doing my heart good? Is this doing my soul good? 
then if you find yourself in a spot, which many of us should find ourselves regularly in a spot if you spend a lot of time on social media, in which you're like, no, this ain't good for me. I'm getting angry at people I don't know. I'm getting discouraged by things that may or may not be true. I'm all, you know, emotionally invested in something that has really no effect on me. If these things are happening to you, I highly encourage you to take steps that would remedy that. For instance, mute and block people. There's nothing. You don't have to be friends. And I'm using a fake word for friends here. You're not actually friends with <laughs> Air quotes. your Air followers quotes. on Twitter and Facebook. You don't have to be friends with everybody. You don't. So mute them. Not everybody has a open inlet into your brain. And so if you don't, if somebody wants to start messaging you some sort of negativity, just either ignore them or block them and go on. You don't have to do that sort of stuff. And then I think there are times, like I did this morning, where you just probably need to step away for a little bit. If it's just getting at you, there's just no reason for that. There's enough worries for today than to just create more, you know? Yeah. So I think you just need to be careful with it. We we got a little bit of time left, and I got to ask you this question because it's one mm-hmm. that I I want I'll I'll pose a question that uh, and I'll pretend like I want to know your answer, but really I just want to speak to it. So um, <laughs> that's how that's how we roll on EST, guys. That's, is, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Nice it's 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 know. a it's a it's a kind and manipulative way to get your mm-hmm. own word in. Um, so, do you feel the pressure to comment on every social issue, and what do you do about that on on social media? I don't know that I do feel much pressure um, to do that at all. I think if I do make a comment about these things, I try to stay within my lane, like you already mentioned here. So whether or not um, President Trump's policies are well enacted um, for, let's say, um, I don't know, uh, national security, I have... I think an opinion on national security and the president's stance on those things. But I don't really comment on those things because that's not my lane. However, when President Trump is being incredibly immoral or being debase or he's calling people names that we should not say, I feel as though if I if I need to make a comment, those would be the areas in which I make comments, not national security or, um, you know, public education, those sort of things in which I need to be more of a learner. However, as a pastor, as a theologian, as a as a Christian, I do believe that it is right and fair, if I'm going to make a comment to, about that, um, to make a comment about that area. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. it's, it's within my lane, but I don't really feel, though, it's not going to do much effect if it's just a clarifying thing. And it would only be from in my perspective, a pastoral need to say, hey, people of Second Baptist, I know that this ignites some sort of feeling of power within you, but the reality is that's not true power and she or he was wrong in this action. And so make sure you're seeing that clearly. So that that's where I would speak to those things. Yeah, and I don't know that I feel pressure. That may mm-hmm. be too, um, you know, that, that term or, or that phrase may be too much. Um, but I do, I do feel like there's some eyeballs on what sure. I am saying. And, you know, there will be something that happens in the world, uh, you know, just to use an example, Black Lives Matter and, you know, protests and yes, things that President Trump says, 
Um, you, you know, there, there are issues that are out there that become cultural issues that really do affect the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that, that pressure that, and maybe it's self-imposed pressure, um, to, man, should I say something? Should I put out a statement? You know, I would just say that there are times when I will do that on social media, but I'm going to let my track record at my church and in my home speak mm-hmm. more than the platform of social media. And so, I would just tell our listeners, you don't have to comment on every social issue. Um, you know, there will be people that demand, you know, are you going to use this hashtag or not? You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of silly. And it, you know, it's it, and don't don't get trapped into every time something happens on the news, I have to say something about it. You don't, yeah. Um, right. You know, let let the whole of your ministry, let the whole of who you are, the whole of your family, the whole of your church, speak into those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that being said, there are times when big stuff happens. There there may be a time for you to shepherd online and by shepherding online you you put a couple paragraphs out there you know pastorally to say hey this has happened in our culture this has happened in our state or in our nation and you know let me let let me focus you biblically on this issue uh, and i think that is appropriate so um balance is key of course we were going to come back to that with you mm-hmm. know social media stuff balance is key uh, you don't have to comment on every issue uh, but at the same time you should comment on some issues as it helps shepherd your church, not build your platform, but shepherd your church. Yeah, I don't think I think I think what we need to remember is you have freedoms. So um, as a silly sort of illustration, the other night I was watching A Time to Kill on television, which is one of my favorite books. It's a great book. Um, and the movie's OK, too. I don't mind it. It's kind of funny that all these major actors were so young during that movie. But. Um, I'm watching it, and uh, Jackie has already fallen asleep, sitting there in bed watching this this movie. And it was on it was on network TV, so there was commercials. I'm fast forwarding through the commercials, and I'm thinking to myself, I looked at it and I go, "Oh man, I've got 30 more minutes of this movie. I just uh, I'm just gonna have to make it through, you know." And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, "Just got to make it through." And then finally, it dawned on me, I don't have to watch the rest of this movie if I don't want to. Like it was such a weird feeling, and that. That happens to me regularly where we get into this mode where you you assume a path or a course that you're just supposed to do. And the reality is you don't have to. You don't have to speak to all those things. You don't have to respond to negative comments. You don't have to respond to direct messages. There is no, no one has the right, especially somebody I don't personally know and is not in my church or, you know, something like that. They don't have the right to direct message me and demand that I give an account for something that I have said or tweet. I don't have to do that. And Mm -hmm. so when you have that freedom to say, I'm going to use this platform, I think as self-expression, which is fine, it just shouldn't be your main thing. I think the main thing you should do as a pastor, if you have a platform of any side, is to lift other people up, like you were saying there, primarily encouraging. So if somebody in your church accomplishes something, they graduate, they retire, they do something cool, make a huge deal out of that. Make a huge deal out of other people's churches and other people's ministries. Use whatever platform you have to build other people up. That's primarily what you should do with it. But Man, that's a great way. To, that's to a great way to end. Be to a anything. kingdom builder online. Mm-hmm. Be and, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna summarize uh, what you just said. Be a kingdom builder online. Yeah. 
and 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 yeah be if if go back do this do this exercise go back and look at your twitter feed go back mm. and look at your facebook feed and just evaluate yourself um, sure. how many times are you speaking into something positively and shepherding with an encouraging tone and how many times are you mm. just bashing or commenting or you know something happened politically and you're um and you're you know just you know all over it negatively right um so, yeah, do a little self-evaluation. Be a kingdom builder online. That, that's yeah. how we'll end. And, you know, don't want to forget about our sponsor. I'll just mention them again. Absolutely mm -hmm. love uh, what is happening at Church Initiative with uh, Divorce Care, Grief Share. Again, go check them out, divorcecare.org slash start slash EST, griefshare.org slash start slash EST. Josh, the king, any final closing yeah. thoughts? Man, I don't. Enjoy the beach. I'll think of you on the river, and um, and I won't post any pictures. I'm just going to go on the river and have fun and do some fishing. All righty, man. All right. See you later, bro. Hey, this is Tom Rayner. I want you to know about a ministry I've been hearing great things about for years. It's a lay-led support ministry called Grief Share. Grief Share helps you care for the bereaved, those who are experiencing the loss of a loved one in your congregation. It's a powerful outreach program as well that draws people to your church. It's like a magnet. Grief Share is a ministry of church initiative. It's been around since 1996. So it's a proven ministry and has equipped more than 20,000 churches worldwide. Just ask other pastors about it or visit griefshare.org forward slash EST to learn what other pastors think about Grief Share and how easy it is to get this ministry started in your church. That's griefshare.org forward slash EST are in the show notes. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening.